0: Hi there, Selena Kulkani here with another episode of the Alternative Investing Podcast. My mission is to help business owners build high performance wealth that delivers reliable, predictable cash flow through unconventional strategies so they can fast track their path to financial freedom. Each week, I share with you the strategies, expert interviews, and real people's stories around the topic of wealth and financial freedom. And if you're a business owner who wants to learn more about financial freedom through alternative methods, please head over to my website freedomwarrior.com.au where you can access my library of articles, interviews and programs to help you on your way to becoming more financially free. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm doing a very short, sharp podcast today on a specific topic. And the reason that I've chosen this topic is because a number of people have actually asked me this question probably over a cup of tea or a glass of wine. And so I thought it might actually make for a good topic for those of you listening. And that is, you know, what is it that I'm looking for and what is it that I admire in people who become part of my trusted advisor network? And specifically, I'm talking about investors. So look, over the last, I'd say, five to seven years, I've had the extraordinary privilege of meeting some epic investors, some ultra high net worth individuals who have specialist skills in areas and strategies that um, would totally blow your mind. But one thing that has become apparent to me as I become older and wiser is that, you know, you can't do business with everyone. I don't know if many of you know this, but I've actually done a, a lot of study in the space of yogic and Yogic philosophy and I, yogic lifestyle, sorry, I should say, and yogic philosophy. And one of the things that I feel has become very apparent for me is this idea that you should very much align with people who share your values. And the reason that that's really important is because I think that life is challenging enough. And when you surround yourself with people who think, and share similar values to you. When you get stuck, when you fall down, I definitely feel that those are the people that will um, ultimately come and support you. So I've probably extended that beyond even just my friendship circle to kind of overlap when it comes to business in terms of not only the people I work with, but in this case, I specifically want to talk about investors that I admire. There are a number of people over the last... Yeah, five to seven, maybe even longer years that I've been uh, working in the alternative investing space, who are pretty good at what they do. But I just felt something, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but some kind of like sand in my shoe about who they were or how they did business. And it wasn't anything kind of like, whew, that's a red flag. It was more a subtle feeling of just misalignment. Um, but you know, I guess the reason I'm flagging that is because I want you to understand when I'm thinking about people who are ultimately going to be part of my board of advisors, these are the things that I'm looking for. So, first of all, number one, they're really humble people. They've got great humility. They don't brag, they don't necessarily divulge lots of information about what they have to try and impress you. Some of them will happily share what they have more to give you a sense of what they've done. Um, But yeah, there's a a great sense of humility and I, I really appreciate that. Second thing is they're not arrogant. Some of these guys that I call friends and who form part of my board are literally some of the best investors in the world. And, you know, there's no question too dumb there's no sense of, well, you know, you're not at the same level as us. You know, none of that stuff. And I I know that earlier on I probably asked some super dumb questions, and I probably still do, but they're they're very happy to take the time to explain the basics. Um, so yeah, that that absence of arrogance. They have a really healthy relationship with money. When I talk about money and and this is actually a, a Probably a podcast episode in itself, but what does it mean to have a healthy relationship with money? Uh, and, you know, they don't operate from a place of scarcity. They're not penny pinchers. They are mindful spenders. They uh, can digest loss well if and when it happens. They are able to articulate from a financial perspective how spending money in a specific, specific way might bring them enjoyment but they're not frivolous. One of the pictures that comes to my mind is that image of uh, the Wolf of Wall Street where they, I don't know if they rent them or hire these, these, um, they call it hiring midgets to throw against the wall and uh, that was an awful, awful scene, but that's what comes to mind when I think of frivolous spending or, you know, the, the wealthy hedge fund managers that maybe get gold coins and flick them into the ocean just for kicks because they can. So... That healthy relationship with money and, you know, I've had the great pleasure of even observing this in high, high net worth individuals, ultra high net worth individuals worth hundreds of millions of dollars and, uh, you know, they're still mindful of, of their spending. So that's a that's a really big one for me. Uh, in, in terms of how they communicate about the investments that they either share or deliver is they under-promise and they over-deliver. And one of the great frustrations I have about the wealth industry at large is that there's a tendency to present deals in the rosiest possible light in order to make it a more compelling sales argument. But how I feel about investments is I would rather see and understand what the good, the bad and the ugly looks like so that I can at least make an informed decision. And, you know, I guess the extension of that is I think there's a lot of people uh, making ill-informed decisions about what they invest in because, you know, they're presented with the, the future forecasts and the scenarios which are super, super rosy. Um, and then, you know, unfortunately those people are, you know, they suffer if there's a, there's a shortfall there. So under-promising and over-delivering is, um, is actually a really good trait. I think the best you can do as a as a, an investor or a wealth professional is is really talk in terms of, you know, risks and probabilities uh, and then really give people a, a pretty grounded view of, of what's possible. Next is they're, they're really compassionate. Um, I think this is probably an extension of what I said earlier, but they actually care about humans and they recognise that not everybody has what they have and, and that they've been fortunate And they recognise the role of luck and uh, good fortune and preparation in their journey. They are very compassionate and, you know, care deeply for people. Next, I would say they, uh, they give back. I guess this is an extension. They give back to their communities, causes that they care about. There are investors that I know who are worth tens of millions of dollars who, you know, still will volunteer at uh, school events or community events. And I just find that fantastic and amazing. And they're very uh, devoted necessarily, not necessarily, but they are, you know, that often shows up in in terms of their devotion to their families. The next is they have deep knowledge, and this is probably getting more into the the nitty gritties. They have deep knowledge. So the investments that they actually specialise in might be very specific and they have become masters or senseis in one particular area. And it could be that it's um, geographically broad, but the strategy itself is often very, very deep. And, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, masterful at one aspect of investing. So, for example, there are people I know who are absolutely hands-down experts at asset selection So they can look across a whole range of strategies and identify with a high degree of accuracy whether investment A, B or C is going to be, you know, ranked one, two and three. So they're really good at that stuff, really good at their due diligence. I think the extension as well as, um, you know, they value time and they're generous, selectively generous with their time. And I say that because, you know, I know on my own journey, when I started out, I was all about like how can i influence and impact as many people as possible but i realize as uh, as time has passed if you're not careful you end up in situations where you're trying to help too many people and your impact is is you know not all that potent so i guess staying in your lane and and knowing what matters and what you're good at is also kind of the the final piece that I would say. So anyway, I think that's where I want to leave it. This isn't meant to be a super long one, but the point of what I'm trying to say here is be careful who you admire, be mindful about who you admire, and be clear about when you are selecting people who you want to align with from a financial perspective, you know, try to think in terms of decades, not just What I think a lot of wealth professionals tend to do is help you pick a deal that works today in today's environment. I think wealth building needs to become more about playing the long game. And I think if you're going to succeed, you need to be really clear on you know who you're looking for and what your criteria uh, needs to be. So hopefully me sharing mine with you uh, has been useful. It's not necessarily meant to be that you replicate mine. But I think it's just one of those conversations that people don't really think deeply about. I know I think deeply about it, but alignment with uh, people on all levels of your life, I think, is really important, but especially when it comes to money and wealth. Anyway, guys, I can't wait to catch up with you next time and I uh, hope you found that useful. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Alternative Investing Podcast. If you're a business owner feeling frustrated that despite doing everything right in the property investing playbook and you're no closer to financial freedom, then head over to freedomwarrior.com.au to learn more about how you can use alternative investments to catapult your investing income and blend strategies to shave decades off your timeline to financial freedom. Till next time, take care. See you on the next episode and bye for now.